Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. I bet people are going to be pretty excited to hear your voice, Lacey. <laughs> it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. You're fresh off of a sabbatical. Yes. So you're gone for a month. I was. It's a long I time. Was, got out of Dodge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we let you go for that long. It's crazy. But so I'll give some insight. Like we have a benefit here at Zenium. Like when you hit, hit, like was it 10 years, 15, 20, 25? And I think like we have those like five. Once you hit 10, you get like a month off. Then at 15, I think you get like a trip to Hawaii or something like that. I'm probably butchering this, but <laughs> we have a strategy in place around sabbaticals. Lacey hit her 10 years and I'm I'm jealous, but I'm there. We I'm almost, almost there. there. I'm at nine years and I'll have mine next year. So yes. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when the time comes. But Lacey just was out for a month. Mm-hmm. I want to know what that was like. Oh, it was amazing. What'd you do? Um, we, you know, so I decided most of the people that have hit this mile marker... Usually they take time off in the summer. Yeah, um, we're here in in, in December. Port- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and I took mine in December. Yeah, so I'm I'm sort of the weird people one. People are probably like, "You're crazy." <laughs> I I think it was the right thing to do, at least at least for me and for my family. So I really wanted that time to be a time to recharge myself, and end of the year going into the new year is always kind of a good time to do that. I also selfishly wanted a little time to myself. Mm -hmm. So um, I think we've talked to to the listeners that I have a daughter. And so she uh, is in second grade. And so I knew that by taking time off in December, there would be a couple weeks where she would be in school. And then we'd get a couple weeks, um, her and I together. And so I kind of selfishly planned it that way so that I could recharge my batteries. This job, you know, we give a lot to other people and wanted to take some time to take care of me. So that was sort of the intentional reason. Plus it's, you know, the holidays and just the bustle of all of that. It was just really nice to be able to enjoy all those moments that I try to normally just cram into, you know, the free time I have. And I I think that's, in ser- especially in service, right? You're you feel like you're always connected because you're serving your clients mm-hmm. and you love doing it. I do, but you feel like there's there's probably a bleed between like work and life, and there's like the balance. Absolutely, it's probably out of whack. Did you truly disconnect in your sabbatical? What was that like? Oh my goodness! So <laughs> everyone leading up to it, you know, kept saying, you know, we're really nervous that you're not going to be able to disconnect because so often when I go on, you know, PTO yeah. long weekend or even a week off, which I don't normally take full weeks off, I'm still checking email. Yeah. You know, it's a digital world. We're so connected with our phones. I just carry one phone because carrying two just got to be too much. Uh, so I agree with that. Um, but what's funny is that Friday afternoon that I, the you know, day my be- last the day, day before, yeah. yeah, five o'clock, like I was done. I, yeah. I did not respond to except for one email and it was an internal email here at Zenium, not a, not a client email. I felt so confident. Um, and maybe we'll talk some about 
prepping for that mm-hmm. type of thing. But mm-hmm. I just felt so confident that my clients were taken care of. We've got a great team here. And I knew I was was backed up and my clients were just so adamant, you know, with me. Like, we don't want you responding. You, you've taken mm-hmm. good care of us. So um, we'll survive, you know, four weeks without you. Yeah. I, there's so many questions running through my head. I do want to start at the very beginning, the planning and all that stuff. I do, I, but I do want to talk real quick at the high level, the purpose of having a sabbatical. Sure. A lot of employers probably use it as a benefit to show, uh, say, thanks for loyalty, uh, retention strategy, all those things. How do you see that fit? I mean, you just experienced it. Was it as an employee... Did you see that as Absolutely. a nice benefit? Yeah, I mean, it was something to look forward to. I was definitely like at about seven years. I yeah. feel like I was like counting down. Like you're ready for it. Um, you know, the first like ha- getting halfway there felt like it took a really long time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the last half, it, that seemed a little bit quicker. But yeah, definitely I feel like I was rewarded. And I, for me, I kind of tied it to hard work too, because it's just we work really hard and and um, give a lot. And so just a way to be respectful of our time. And the cool thing is, is in addition to the sabbatical, you still get your normal PTO. So it wasn't like I had to not take other vacations throughout last year. I still was able to take time off yeah. um, as I needed to. And um, yeah, I definitely felt like it was a reward for hanging in there yep. for 10 years. And you know, the clients that I have that offer these programs, it definitely is a, a way to reward loyalty yeah. and retention. Let's talk about our our program and the sure. way it works. And I'm not even privy to that. You're more on the HR side and you just experienced it. So you get your sabbatical, mm-hmm. you get a month off, and this mm-hmm. is in addition to what you already have for yes. PTO. So anything that you've accrued from a PTO standpoint, you still keep. Mm-hmm. The sabbatical is in addition. So... Do you, I mean, your wages stay the same? Everything stays the same? same. Everything's the same, yeah. It's just like a sabbatical on top of that. It's just your normal, you know, your normal paycheck that you would, that you would get and, and you're not working. So your PTO, you continue to accrue PTO. We have an accrual policy, so it drops in every pay period. And so those drop-ins still occurred while I was off. How are holidays handled? So I was thinking about this last night. So if I took mine in December and if the Christmas holiday... Uh, am I just sort of giving those away because I'm taking a sabbatical during a month? You know, I, I, I thought about that. Um, it's not, you know, yeah. I didn't experience anything uh, in addition to, I think that's sort of, I don't know, maybe the flip side because it is a really busy time here too. Yes. So I, I kind of took it as, you know what? I kind of it's a bonus, yeah. checked out during open enrollment, new clients. The hardest time. Um, that put some, you know, uh, pressure on my team. And so really wasn't a big deal. We also get the floating holiday. So I end up yeah. taking my floating holiday at um, the day after Thanksgiving yep. um, anyways. So Perfect. it worked out fine. So you just, all oh, you miss is Christmas really. Right. Yeah. So if you're in, you're not in sales, but if you're in sales, do you accrue commissions? Like I just want, I'm curious what employers typically would do with a, a sabbatical. That's like, you have all this time off in addition to what you right. accrue from a PTO and you're in, does it throw a wrinkle into your normal uh, wages? It shouldn't. I mean, the yeah. purpose of it is for it to be an incentive, right? Yeah. And so it doesn't incentivize someone to take something away, especially something that is sort of baked into just the no- their normal wages. Commission yeah. would be a good, yeah, yeah. Ex- good example of that. So um, if I were in sales like and if, getting that, I would yeah. expect to be getting my The commission. only difference, like I was thinking, like, so my father, who works in like a production environment with union, so hourly, uh, lots of overtime. But right. when you take, he hates taking vacation because then he has his his base 
hourly salary or whatever yeah. is really low compared to like all the stuff he makes in overtime. So that's the only time where I'd see like a sabbatical or take an extended time off would be right. uh, not to could, your advantage. I think a workaround that an employer who wanted to offer an incentive program like this to a non-exempt employee, you could look at what's their average wages in a month yeah. and and pay, pay it to good. them that way so that there isn't this, because that would be demotivating. Yeah, I think. for sure. Um, I think, and, and my husband is an hourly employee and we joke about this too. It's like, it's great to have a holiday in the middle of the week, but then even if you're working long days, it's not overtime because yep. overtime's based on exactly. hours worked, not yep. hours earned. So that would be a, a workaround is to look okay. at the average pay, you know, calculating in, you know, what somebody, you know, approximately earns on overtime. So when you, when you see employers offering the sabbatical, wh- what are the increments of time that you see typically? I haven't ever seen anything less than four weeks, but I've certainly seen more. There's larger companies yeah. that offer um, six or eight weeks. Wow, um, I've incredible. also seen it where it happens quicker than 10 years too. So in terms of like in terms of service mm-hmm. or time of service, you maybe five years on the yes. job or something. I know like really big companies do that. I've heard Intel's of the world, Nike's. Yes. I had an, I had a client too that I kind of wanted to throw this out there because I just thought it was so cool. So we had a, a client that um, ended up getting acquired, but they were a physical therapy clinic yeah. here in town and really felt strongly about, you know, the turnover rate in that industry. It's difficult physically demanding work to be a a physical therapist, the amount of student loan debt that those folks come out of school with is just astronomical. And then the starting wages, I mean, you're, you're unable to move forward with your life, buy a house, have kids when you're, when you're paying this off. So the owners of the company wanted to reward people for, you know, their tenure and knew that there might be some folks that wanted time off, but there might be other folks who were interested in some uh, student loan forgiveness. And so we worked closely with the organization's um, CPA to put together a program that was compliant with the IRS, and the employee could choose either to take four weeks off paid or receive a certain amount of student loan debt forgiveness. And the company was able to to pay that for the employee. That That's an interesting one. So on one hand, you are essentially paying out more money than you otherwise would because they're still working, they're still acquiring, they're getting their wages, and then they're uh, paying ad- extra money. So yes. there's a cost there. But by them being out for a month, if they took that option, you lost productivity. And and they determined that it was better for the organization from a financial perspective to have those physical therapists work Uh, and pay the students. That's why we have these businesses. It's like without productivity, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. You don't have a business. So that's a good uh, analysis. Well, we were working with them and they had implemented that program, you know, kind of not too long before the acquisition happened. And that program did not continue after they were acquired. But well, that um, was because they were a small company. And that's part part of why they got acquired is great culture. They were very forward thinking, and then yes. you know bigger. You, you got to abide by the policies exactly. of the, the philosophies of the bigger company. Right. They did have one, I think one, maybe two people, and I and I believe they both elected to do the student loan forgiveness. That's cool. So that that's was a really smart cool. decision, yeah. and they were really thoughtful in the way they put that program together. And I think that's the cool thing. That's what we're hearing about right now is. Employers need to be flexible, and flexible doesn't always mean work from home. That's what yeah. everybody, you know, puts together. It's flexible in the options so that you can appeal to all different types of employees who are at different points in their life. And I think that was a cool way they did that. So I love that we talked about the design of it, uh, sabbaticals, how to use it. I think I think it's something uh, even small employers can offer. Absolutely. 
uh, without like it adversely impacting their business. Cause it is a retention tool at the end of the day. Like if you want to have loyalty, you want to retain your people, motivate them, all, all those things. I think it's, it's a great way. I do want to talk about your experience prepping for it and then coming <laughs> back because I think like for people who are listening, they're HR people, maybe leaders of companies, managers who are listening inevitably they're going to go through this or they're going to have a person uh, that reports them going through this or they need to support people that are going through this where they should probably put a plan in place. Mm -hmm. So my thought process is if you didn't have a plan, you would approach your sabbatical and you'd be off for a month. You have all this work, no backup. You come back, you're you're more stressed out than ever. It's like, why did I even go on the sabbatical? So lead me up to when you you knew you're taking your sabbatical December 2017. What'd you do ahead of time? Who are you communicating with? What what were all the details? Yeah, I would say that my prep probably started about six months in advance. Jeez. And some of that is... I better I get mean, started. <laughs> and, it, and it really depends on the job. But if you think about in my role, I'm interacting with clients, some of, some of my clients daily. Yeah. So it was really getting my brain wrapped around, okay, if I'm not going to be here where are my projects and priorities with these clients going to be at the time that I'm out trying to be strategic about if there are some that could wait because of the client's schedule, what they've got going on. Um, until I got back, we, we had conversations about that. So it really started by just telling clients that it was coming and it was, and it was happening. And then working on the back end with, uh, my manager, um, to go through my client list and, really identify who might be the best person to um, sub in for me. And we do that when we take, you know, a week of PTO, we've got people that cover. um, But this was going to be people that were going to keep projects moving forward and not necessarily just fill in if an employee issue came up. And then communication with our sales team too on new accounts. So being really smart about, (laughs) you know, I, I had room to take some new accounts we, we want to be careful because I'm going to be gone. And then our Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's like, do you want to introduce to somebody else and then have you jump back in? Yeah. yeah. And it worked out okay. I think the clients would say that it, it wasn't a clunky process. There, Everybody's, you know, we work with well-intended companies yeah. who are understanding of benefits like this. And <laughs> fit Practice is so important. Breach. So, you know, if, if they were going to have me and I was going to be a good fit, this is something we were going to have to work around. I love that. I also have, I just tend to be a pretty organized person. And so... You know, I created spreadsheets and, you know, who's Checklists assigned, yeah, and, what, yeah, what are they going to be focused on, um, which clients were going through open enrollment. I tried to get as much wrapped up on on that type of stuff before I left as I yeah. could, but inevitably there were decisions on, on benefit plans that hadn't been made. So just really kind of working backwards and knowing what you have on your plate. Um, I also have direct reports. So making sure that those folks felt supported, they had a go-to person in my absence, that was really important to me um, because I wanted my people to not feel like they were getting, I don't know, the short end of the stick because I was off. What do you do with communication-based things? Phone, email, mm-hmm. does IT shut it off or reroute it? Does you have somebody checking it? Because you have it connected to your phone, mm-hmm. right? So you're on sabbatical and this is happening with a lot of people in the information uh, or knowledge, the knowledge worker, right? They're connected, their iPad, their their phone, their, they have home computers that they're accessing work email. 
how do you like what do you do like who's checking your email or how are you, how are you making sure that you're truly staying off i had an out of office on and okay. it was really clear and mm-hmm. i kept up on my email on my phone just deleting <clears throat> just to, the yeah, junk clean it up or um, but i i didn't respond and and there were times where people emailed just me directly and I really had to trust that they got the out of office and that if it was urgent, we have so many means of communication here. Every company is different. So, you know, proactively communicating to those clients in separate emails who their person was. So they had that to save. I had some contact sheets too. I even updated those. So temporarily they could post those. In your out of office, did you have uh, almost like a contact sheet essentially? Like, okay. And I had two people because some of those people, it's the holidays. They were going to have some time off too. So it was really clear on the front end about who was going to be covering and then making sure that if I got stuff while I was out, the clients were, were getting some kind of response months back uh, for this podcast, I interviewed uh, author of Why Work Sucks, which was all about <laughs> like results oriented workplaces. And like, you, you know, you, you judge performance based on results, not about like being a button seat. And one of the things that like, I got from that conversation and reading uh, both of her books, actually, was just about like, when you're communicating, like, if you're gonna be out, or you're not available for the day or whatever it is, making sure to communicate that. Mm-hmm. And if your out of office says, look, I'm unavailable from this time to this time, and I'm not responding to emails until X date, but if something's urgent, here's who to contact Yep. because I'm not looking at emails. And if you're very clear, like you, you wrote, I'm out for the entire month of December and I'm not responding to emails until January when mm-hmm. I'm back. Mm-hmm. Here's who to contact if you need something right away. Otherwise, hey, I'll connect with you when I'm back. Absolutely. That's and I gave right myself some some wiggle room in terms of coming back. I didn't schedule any meetings for those first couple of days because I really wanted time to connect with my team, figure out what had happened. I like to be up to date on what's going on. I didn't want to walk into a client uneducated about what had yeah. happened. And so I'm really glad. And I do that, you know, when I take PTO too, but I was really thoughtful about it, yeah. about it this time. So I think when you're direct and clear, prepping people, you know, that you're going to be out, I think that can be really helpful. I thought it was interesting. So this is our first real full conversation since you've been back. I did see you in the hallway uh, the other day and as we were kind of discussing doing this topic, but you were just going in with a couple of our um, other HR BPs or account reps and you were almost doing a debrief is what it sounded like Mm -hmm. of, okay, they've been managing your accounts while you're gone and you're just getting back up to speed. And I imagine you did that on the front end too. Like, okay, Mike, Annie, Mm -hmm. you're taking my clients Okay, yes. for the for the next month, here's here's the nuances of the accounts. Here's what to think. So you did that front end, mm-hmm. and then on the back end, you're doing a debrief. Like, yes. catch me up. What happened last exactly. month? Exactly. Yeah, and and the front end was really important because different clients have different you know personalities yep. and priorities, and some of them it was just you just need to be available. Some of them is hey, this is in the middle of this, and I need you to keep it moving forward. Yep. I was really direct, and I think the team appreciated that. So they weren't feeling like they were filling in for somebody and and it was going to be more challenging because mm-hmm. they had their own clients that they were working with. You know, it's not like the work that they already had that kept them busy full time went away. It didn't. Yeah. So they were taking this on in addition. And that's yes. the kind of environment that we have <laughs> Team here. Team oriented. Yeah. And everybody was, back. I mean, people were, would have been more upset if I was emailing and responding than they were about having to. Yeah. That, that's such a great point. What do people do when they don't have a big team like you have? So coach me up. I'm going to be doing mine at some point. I don't know how we're going <laughs> to 
<laughs> I am like, well, it. I mean, I got I got Julie who's on my team. Uh, she's sales marketing coordinator, but she does a lot of sales coordination based stuff too, and and she does some marketing. Like, so we'll be down a person of yes. a team of two. Yes. What do you recommend? Oh, it is it is so hard. So I would say, you know, if taking notes. We've we have a job description for your position. So if I was your manager. I'd be looking at that like well in advance to look at, you know, one, what are the most essential functions that you're responsible for? Because at the end of the day, there are things that might not get done while you're gone. And yeah, we're and just we going to have to be okay with that. With that. Yeah, yeah. What can we do to to prep in advance? You know, you're you're putting content out all the time. So can we ping the team here to help you just bust out a bunch of content so that it's mm-hmm. ready to go? So, you know, our listeners don't suffer because they're going to yeah. be waiting for new podcasts, new yeah. articles. They probably hate me now because I was out, out for a couple of weeks and I think I skipped a week or yeah. two. Yeah. So when people but get bummer. used to you delivering, I think the best thing that you're you're going to need to do is just be proactive about what what you're going to be able yeah. to get done. Try to do as much as you can in advance and then give yourself some grace to enjoy that time because that's what yeah. it's there for. And not everything we do is critical. So focus on the stuff that is. Yeah, I think it's good. How do you pre- how do you prevent you like you're back. So now it's a week and a half that you've been back. Yes. So how do you prevent yourself from coming back and then working like 80 hour weeks or something to catch up? Because like, yeah. Your your team's backing you up the entire time, but you but they may not catch every little thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that slips through the cracks yeah. or that's only you can do or something because there's there's a lot of that too where somebody just yeah. doesn't know how to do something right so you, only you can touch it how do you prevent that like where's the how do you set the boundaries when self-talk, you self talk boundary <laughs> setting checking in with my manager asking the team to keep running with something which okay. I've done like you started this can you just keep it going because I'm still trying to figure out where everything is at. Um, Having an expectation with the team that as soon as I'm back doesn't mean I'm going to be able to jump on everything with clients and with the folks that were covering for me. I think that's helped. I don't know. I've come back kind of with a new perspective and I feel really refreshed. I know what's really important and kind of am more in tune with the things about this job that I just love and want to find ways to you know, put more energy and focus into that. And so I'm hoping that I can keep that going and by saying it out loud here and yep. being accountable to it, I, I think that's probably the best way to do it. This is kind of uh, an interesting question, but do you ever feel guilty being out? You like, know, the, like my team is they're they're without me or like they. Need I didn't me. feel guilty. Uh, this is gonna sound terrible. I didn't. I didn't feel guilty about the client work because um, I knew that was getting done. I felt, and I don't know if guilt is the right. Or it's probably just, I just missed my team mm-hmm. and I missed my direct reports. And I'm, and I just, I think that's what I mean when I said I got so like acutely aware of what I love in this job. And it's definitely a big part of that is, is the people that report to me and developing them and working with them. And so not having that, I definitely felt like something was, was missing. And so, um, it was more that, but nobody, nobody made me feel guilty. I, I tend to beat myself up more than anybody else, but I think I, I'm, I'm proud of myself for not doing that. Cause I, I feel like I earned it. You know, we work really you did. hard. You absolutely did. And I mean, I, I look at you right now and you look recharged. You look, you look great. Thanks. And <laughs> I mean, I've seen you when, when you're extremely busy and you don't have time for a lot of stuff and you look stressed and I mean, we all get like that. Mm-hmm. I think the sabbatical is a great way. It's a great benefit for employees who have been here a long time 
have worked with you for a long time and and they can get away Mm -hmm. and and to your point you said i understood what was truly important you love your work i do but you got to spend a whole month with your family Mm -hmm. i'm sure you spent tons of time with your daughter your husband your new husband Uh (laughs) and it you, you you sort of realize like why we do the work that we do. Yes. It's obviously to help people, but it's it's a means to an end, which is to make sure that your family's flourishing. Uh, absolutely, and um, we should do like a version two of this. Check in with me in six months and see <laughs> yeah, if I right. look as refreshed. But yeah. I feel really busy. I feel like I got a lot on my plate, but I I just you know maybe maybe the high expectations that I had you know for myself. Not that those aren't still there and I don't still want to do great work, but I just think some grace, take care of ourselves. We need to do that because our work product will will be better. Awesome. Okay, take us out of here. List me one or two cons of doing a sabbatical mm. policy that you can think of or benefit, not policy. Mm-hmm. And then give me the benefits, like a couple of them. So maybe the downside the obviously financial cost of having yeah. someone gone and paying them. the lost productivity yep. and yeah. yeah um i think the you know for the employee the the prep and the catch up that can it doesn't always it doesn't feel great to have to do that and yeah. um it adds some pressure but i think it's worth it and then the risk in you retain someone this long they take their sabbatical and then they leave interesting so that's something i I think you know employers have talked to me about that and what if that happens if it happens it happens but i think if you've got somebody that has stayed with you for for 10 years they they probably weren't just staying just to get that sabbatical (laughs) and then to leave those are those are people that have made a commitment and they're loyal if you're if it was a shorter window two years five years you know that i think that might happen more but i can see employers that's that's one objection that i hear to creating a program like that benefits i mean it recharges employees it gives perspective Mm -hmm. it allows other people to step up into responsibilities that that person was taking that maybe there's an opportunity for some cross training or development i was gonna say that That too. like like an unintended like result of that would be cross training it's like forced cross training right right and shared knowledge helping people to let go some of some of that at least for me i think that was a a benefit just the the knowing that my employer values me and wants me to respect that time just my perception of the organization i think it's great it's also a way to attract and retain talent i mean that's sort of like the basis of of that program absolutely lacy partipello thank you for being part of the podcast a lot of fun i'm glad i'm glad to have you back more podcast 2018 yes you're on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yep. Okay. Yeah, people can follow to, you there. Yep, they can send me a message there. Okay. If there's podcasts that folks want to hear, let us know. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. Would love to be back on the show. Yeah, and especially here. if you want Lacey on a specific topic, mm-hmm. she'll do the research. I will. <laughs> I'll ask the hard questions of her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in today. I'm on uh, LinkedIn as well. Reach out to me there and Instagram uh, as I open that up so you can connect with me there too. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization.
This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com.